Welcome back to another episode of Rosenballs. And as we're going into the NBA season, and, and obviously there's going to be over-unders, we're not going to go through necessarily each team, but I do want to point out some of the teams. I don't, I don't even care what the win totals are. Um, the ones that I'm really confident about. You know, each book is going to be, look, a game or so uh, next to the other, right? Like if, if one team is 49 and a half, another book's not going to be drastic in any direction. And I'm very confident about either going under or over on. Right? Like, I just... It doesn't matter to me what the books say. I'm taking either a very heavy over, very heavy under. So, I'm going to start with the teams that are definitely unders. It, it doesn't matter. I don't care what book you're in. You know? I don't care of any of that. These are the definite unders. I'm going to start with the Minnesota Timberwolves, and I'm really going to shit on them. Look, everyone's going to loud the... Uh, Rudy Gobert deal, but I, I think they 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 totally just undervalue their own glue guys. I, I don't think there's an excuse right now, right? Where if you're a team and you actually employ some glue guys and you just lose sight of them, that you allow this to happen, right? So I'm fine. If you want to take a risk on Gobert, fine, but you shouldn't move a me- and you want to move picks, okay, but don't move meaningful like veterans to do that. Don't do a counterintuitive move. And for me, moving Vanderbilt uh, and Patrick Beverly in that deal was huge. Beverly was really big for that team. The issue that Minnesota doesn't realize is the player that they needed to move and really uh, kind of build around Edwards a bit more uh, was actually Towns. Towns are never going to move, right? So, like, look, I acknowledge that. They're not going to move him. They decided to a Supermax. Not possible. But D'Angelo Russell isn't a great fit either. And I just think they just double down on their mistake. And they're like, no, we're going to go. We're going to double down. We're going to want, um, you know, D'Angelo Russell. there. So really not great in terms of this, like, very obvious double down, getting Edwards, Russell, now Towns, and then Gobert. And then Kyle Anderson actually fits. Fine. I'm okay with that. But losing Vanderbilt uh, and, and, and Beverly's big. And, like, there's a lot of unknowns now with Minnesota. Are you going to try Carl Anthony Towns at the four? I don't like that. Like, if Carl Anthony Towns can't defend the five, what makes you think he's going to defend the four, which is basically going to be, like, a many nights lengthy wings? You're going to have issues there. So I get they're, they're trying to just mask this defensive issue from Towns, which to me just becomes an issue. So that's one huge thing. And, I mean, look, Gobert's going to keep them competitive. But, hey, look, a lot of the books are going to have in the high 40s. I think they're going to struggle. I think they'll make the playoffs. But I think the following teams are better, right? I think, like, Denver's better. Phoenix is better. Uh, the Clippers, Golden State, at least those four teams. So if you're going to be the five seed or worse, and I can see a couple teams popping up and surprising. If you're going to be the five seed or worse... I, I don't I don't like it. So that to me is one um, one big under. The other one uh, is Chicago. So Chicago's gonna be like mid forties, and I know um, a lot of teams or a lot of people rather actually think they're underrated. People are sleeping on Chicago. I don't I don't think so. They had a really bad second half. Um, 
And, look, they got Patrick Williams back. I get it. Let's see what kind of player he is. I don't think he's going to develop the right way there either. Like, they never really developed Patrick Williams, and I was going to have to be completely an off-the-ball guy. I thought given what they were doing, it would have made sense just to get after Jeremy Grant in Detroit. Like, if you're just going to try to win, just do it. Like, I don't see the point of keeping Patrick Williams. Just go for Grant. He would have actually been a really good fit for that team. As a small ball four uh, with DeRozan and, and, and all the rest. So, yeah, really don't love uh, Chicago. Now, look, now lots of ball could come back and they could be a lot better. I get it. So, first of all, one of the things that people don't even understand is, like, they're, they're, they're most impactful. Again, I go back to when teams don't understand who their most impactful players are. Chicago's most impactful player, you know, outside of DeRose, is probably Alex Caruso. There was a stat I saw today. Um, uh, best on-ball defenders based on, like, the field goal percentage that the player was having and then how many points they were saving. And they actually show that, like, Matisse Thibault was the best on-ball defender. That's interesting. Uh, and, and up there, like, Gary Payton Jr. was in there. Danny Green. Really interesting stuff. It really shows the value of Danny Green, uh, even this late stage of his career. And then it showed Alex Caruso and just the impact he had. And I, I don't think it's like a thing you get worse at. And I think he has a lot of pride in that. So I, I kind of really like... Um, you know, Caruso for that, and, and, I, and I feel like Chicago needs to figure that out. They were actually better because Lonzo Ball got hurt, so Caruso had to play more. They also got to figure out the Levine thing. They have a lot of talent. I think they regret the Vucevic pickup. Their GM should not have been anywhere near any, like, executive of the year talks. It's ridiculous. Chicago overrated. Another team that I would take the under on. It's probably the Golden State Warriors. You're going to have a second season malaise. It's natural. It happens all the time. So, yeah, that's likely going to happen. And that's okay. That's normal. Um, You know, so the guys that are older, you know, and and maybe a little wiser, whatever you want to call it. And I think, you know, a lot of times when you're a veteran team like that, you just want to make the playoffs. I got, like, maybe a home court scene in the first round, which I think they're set on. So, I, I, I don't, I'm not, this is not a knock to Golden State. You know, can they repeat in the West? I, I don't, I don't think they will, but, like, obviously, they're a threat. They just won the title. But, yeah, I definitely take the under on them just because of uh, that factor of a team winning winning the title. Um, and they're coming back that way. Miami, I'm, I'm under. I'm very bearish on Miami. To me, they have a, a similar trajectory as those uh, veteran Detroit Pistons teams. And he got the sense last year, first of all, that series went longer than it should have with Boston. I, I think they kind of hit a peak. And I don't think Hero's going to be as good as we think he is. Uzi Pichu Tucker's kind of going to hurt. So I think they're going to be a low playoff seed. And I don't know if Pat Riley's going to allow that. But they don't really have trade pieces besides Hero. And, you know, I don't know how much you really want to move him. So. I think Miami, for me, is an under. Philadelphia is another under for me. Another obvious under. People are really overhyping them. I think Harden 
is what he is now. Like, I, I, why would he randomly, like, he hasn't been himself in three years. I think you're seeing a regression, you know, it could be a health thing, what have you. Uh, and, and they always seem to get, like, like Daryl Moore always thinks he's, like, cute. Like, he gets the talent two years too late. Like, he did the Robert Covington deal. I remember, like, two or three years after, he was, like, a, a nice pickup. And I do the same thing with, like, Tucker. Like, dude, like, you're three years late on Tucker. Uh, I, I don't think Tucker is that great for that team. I understand, like, he fits at the four. This is the final way for, for Harris. Is he going to be six-man there? Figure that part out. But I, I'm not a believer in Maxi. I think he was inefficient in the regular season, found a way to be somewhat successful in the playoffs. And I think they show their worth in, in a, against a pretty bad Miami team, Metropolis. I'm really not not a fan there. Um, I think they've kind of hit their ceiling. A few I'm on the fence with, but I'm not going to give them the under. But but just for you know, let's just call it consideration. Um, is Phoenix? Now look, they're over under for what I've seen. They they won the low 60s last year. They're best team in the NBA. Uh, the books do have them in the mid 50s, and you just have to anticipate a, a Chris Paul injury. Um, and I do think they kind of they, they missed their window a little bit. I actually think Phoenix made a mistake in the Durant sweepstakes. I'll keep saying this until the Cows come home. They had an opportunity to, to move Booker for Durant. I get the age thing and all that. But um, you have Chris Paul, and I don't think you're going to contend, you know, while while you have the current roster. So, so get yourself a chip. Give Chris Paul a chip. I think that could have worked. And they could have keep, kept the team intact. So you're, you're keeping the same structure, basically. You're swapping Booker for Durant. And that's a title. That's a title winner right there. That team, I think, definitely has a chance to contend. Now, like, why would they? Let's now go through some predictions for overs. Right? Who to take for overs. So, obviously, the, the teams I don't know here, I'm not as confident about. Right? So, like, you know, and that explain why. Right? Like, Atlanta could go both ways to me as an example. Like, the Murray experience, I don't think it's going to go well. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm leaning towards under, but I don't think the books like them that much either. Um, I mean, look, I like Murray individually. I don't love Young. And I do see a scenario where, like, if Atlanta, things go haywire, Young's going to be on the block, and I think they're going to be a couple years late in trying to move him. Uh, that's the guy to move. And they just spent all this capital on, on DeJounte Murray, so I don't love that. Um, you know, Boston also. Boston, are they going to have revenge to be start the year because they lost in the finals? Or do you go the other way, right? Or are they more like, no, I uh, we're going to have a kind of malaise as well, kind of like Golden State because they had such a deep run. But let's go through some of the overs that I do like, right? Let's go through some of those. So first one, Dallas. I actually think the Christian Wood pickup was solid. I understand people are upset they lost Brunson. Luka is going to be better, okay? You have probably a chance that the guy who has got the MVP has made the conference finals, right? I think they see the, the advantage of, of having home court. They have a good year. Now, a lot of people have in the mid-40s, high-40s, what have you. I like that over a lot. I, I think they're going to be uh, a top-four finisher. I think they'll finish better than Phoenix. And I think Christian Wood's going to have a nice comeback here. And there'll be a, a, a trade target. At the deadline. I think Cuban's going to be aggressive. He's going to want to max out his boy, Luca. So I really like the over for Dallas. Another over team. And this one's kind of random. The Indiana Pacers. 
Uh, I think Halliburton is due for a breakout year. And Carlisle's coach is, is just chef's kiss, right? Like, he's he knows what he's doing there. Uh, Chris Duarte had a great first half last year. Indiana tends to draft well these picks. You got Matherin coming. Jalen Smith is actually very underrated and pretty good. A lot of this is going to depend on what they do with uh, Turner and, and uh, Buddy Heald. Are they going to trade him to the Lakers or not? So, obviously, a lot of that is contingent on how they handle those veterans. But Indiana is going to be in the mix. They don't rebuild in Indiana. They don't, like, take. So I'm expecting at least a high 30s in terms of wins. Uh, And I wouldn't sleep on Aaron Naismith, pickup from Boston. Uh, I think Carlisle's going to be able to turn him around. You know, Indiana could actually run some lineups of basically four wings. They could go Halliburton, um, Matherin, Buddy, and and Naismith and throw, you know, Turner out there, have five guys that can shoot. Not a lot of teams are going to have that kind of shooting lineup flexibility and be clever like that. I think Carlisle uh, will be clever in that regard. Another um, over team. I think Milwaukee is coming for vengeance. Okay, so Miami was the number one team. I really think Milwaukee is going to finish with the best record in the East. I like the over for them a lot. Uh, a lot of the issues last year was health-related. You're going to have another big year from Giannis to Joe Inglis pickup. But I, I think they realize they probably had a good chance of winning the championship last year. They're not going to let that squander. And they lost it because of home court, right? They, they obviously lost pivotal games against Boston in that series, but they should have won that series if Middleton was healthy. So I, I expect some revenge play um, from them. I like I like that over. Uh, I like it a lot. Um, I can't believe I'm saying this. But the New York Knicks, I'm actually like the over. Um, I don't think they have a disastrous year as much last year. Remember, they got 37 wins, and they got Brunson. And I think most of the over-unders had them around that same mark. So I do expect low 40s, high 30s. They're going to be in that play-in probably. The East is deep. I get it. I get the difficulties on that. And I just said Indiana over, so that looks like I'm, I'm you know, countering it with New York. But I think Randall can't play as poorly as he did last year. Robinson's going to be probably healthy, and the Brunson pickup is big. Let's just be honest. If, if Grimes improves, they put him at the wing, and they have 40 coming off the bench. Now the lineup actually makes sense. New York, for the over, is fairly good. I actually pegged them at 42 wins. I think they're going to be 42 and 40. Look, I still don't like them. I, I, I think they're better off going to be moving Randall, but I like them in the in the over. Um, the other team I like, and this is going to sound uh, a little bit of a surprise, but I'm going to take the Sacramento Kings in the over. Look. They got Sabonis second half last year, um, and I think Keegan Murray is going to win Rookie of the Year. So that fit works really well for me. They're going to have Sabonis, Murray, and Barnes. Great. One of the more underrated front courts in the league. Um, I don't know what they're doing with Rashawn Holmes. I don't think they know. But, look, he's a contract they can move, so we'll see if they use that to get other veterans to help them out. But you ran out that starting five with Kevin Herter, who they picked up. Now, they spent a lot to get him. They moved multiple picks to get Kevin Herter. And they got Fox. That's a great starting five. Off the bench, you still got um, Davian Mitchell. So I I, I think they got a, a really nice core going. Um, and, and with Mike Brown there, you know, solid coach. I, I do see them in that hunt for the play. And I, I wouldn't sniff on Sacramento. Sneeze, sniff, whatever you want to call it. Um, either. The other over I like, we're going to get a little random. San Antonio. San Antonio's not going to tank, okay? So if they're over-unders in the 20s, like, just take the over. 
I don't, I don't, I mean, like, look, I know, I know the, the Sharks are out a little bit, and uh, they look at the Duncan years, but I don't think they're going to be that bad. Keldon Johnson is still a good talent, so is Yanko Pertle. Uh, Primo's going to improve. Vassal I like a lot. Uh, they still got some some veterans that like McDermott. So actually, I, I like these crappy teams with the over. I like the over. I think they're going to fight and win and be in the high 20s. The over-under should be under that for most books. They don't tank. They don't tank. Toronto, a good team that I like with the over. I think Toronto's got a shot at what would be one of the top three teams of the East. They had one of the best second halves last year. They ran a very interesting lineup that worked. And it was perfect for today's NBA. They had Siakam basically playing the five. So they ran Siakam, Barnes, uh, OG Ananobi, Gary Trent Jr., and Fred Van Fleet at the one. It's a very complete starting five. This look at Chris Boucher on there. And I, I like the OPJ Otto Porter Jr. pickup. I think it fits. So, yeah, I like Toronto a lot. I think they might be a top three seed. Big sleeper for them. Last two teams, one random, one not. Memphis is on the right trajectory. Memphis got a chance to be the number one seed. I don't know why their over-under is only in the low 50s. It's like 51 and a half from what I saw. So I think they're more closer to 55. I think they have a fantastic... Remember, Morant was out. Now, granted, they played well without him, and Jaron Jackson Jr. was out. Brandon Clark, one of the more unsung series on this team. Adams, they have one of the best big men rotations in the league. Desmond Bain should only be improving. I, I, I will say the Cal Anderson loss could hurt them. They didn't really fix that slot. They've lost Jay Crowder now, Cal Anderson, in a few years. At some point, this ownership needs to spend on hard-to-find veteran vets like those who can defend and shoot a little bit and create. Um, so that that's a that, that could be a big issue, but I think Morant's, you know, the, the organic growth is going to be there, right? Between Jackson, Morant, Bain, your top three guys should all grow organically. None of them have hit the peak. Memphis is an underdog team to win it all, in my opinion. I'm just going to throw that out there. I really think they can have a, a spectacular year. Um, and they should be a player if, if there's a questionable guy on the block. Again, if Chicago goes awry because see Zach Levine being available, that's an interesting team to target in trade. And then the last team, this is going to sound really random, are the Washington Wizards. Now, I hate Washington. I get it. Like, why am I saying Washington? But... I like them. I think if they play Beal at the one, which is part of my big thesis here, and I also like the trade they did with Denver. It worked well for both teams. It works well for them. You know, Tommy Shepard tends to do this. It reminds me of the, the Josh Howard deal. But, look, you're going to see some interesting talents here. So, yeah, I kind of like it. And that is my... teams that I like.